Welcome to Slim and Satisfied, a podcast about weight loss for women dealing with hormonal imbalances. I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and I invite you to join me weekly for conversations, practical strategies, and resources that will lead you on the right path to feeling satisfied with your body and your life. And now, let's get to today's episode. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is it possible that I'm exercising more than I ever have and I'm not losing any weight? Heck, I have put weight on since I started. Well, then today's episode is one you'll want to listen to very, very closely. Welcome back. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in today. And if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, I am so very grateful that you enjoy it. And it's really something that means a lot to me. So thank you. Before we jump into today's episode, I have recently joined the Instagram party and it's been a lot of fun. I get to connect with people, share some tips and bits of motivation and inspiration, and there's so much more coming down the pike with Instagram. So make sure to stop by and say hi. I'm at Daphna underscore Chazen. I'll put the link below and I can't wait to connect with you there. Let's dive right into talking about what I think is the biggest lie in the world of weight loss and probably the most commonly held misconception that I come across, and that is that exercise will help you lose weight. As much as I hate to be the bearer of bad news, this, my friends, is simply not true. For many of the women that I work with, exercise does not help with weight loss, Exercise can actually make someone gain weight quicker than it can help them lose the weight. So this is something that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how this could be, what's really happening in the body, and what are the real reasons that exercise is not as beneficial for weight loss, specifically, as most people believe. Now, I want to make something very, very clear before we move further. We need to distinguish when we're talking about exercise between weight loss and shedding pounds and just being healthy. Any form of exercise is going to be super helpful for keeping our body healthy. It's going to also keep our mood elevated and ultimately increase our lifespan. So exercise has a tremendous benefit on health on many different levels, but out of the many wonderful things that it does, weight loss is not one. Exercise alone rarely helps someone lose weight at a good, consistent rate. And I see this time and time again. There are a few exceptions that I'm going to discuss, but for the most part, and I think for you, for my listeners, I want you to really get a good grasp on why exercise would likely not be enough to make significant changes to your weight if the diet is not dialed in properly. This may come as a surprise, or you may have some examples or stories about yourself or a friend who has lost weight with exercise alone, but I'm going to guarantee you that, again, for most people, our time and energy in the weight loss journey is best spent on getting the food dialed in, making sure that your meal plan is correct and actually producing results for you, as opposed to spending that time at the gym. I always tell my clients that the best workout cannot undo an unhealthy diet. And that's not me saying this. 
It's dozens of studies and research papers that looked at thousands upon thousands of people who use exercise as a sole strategy for weight loss. And what we see is that it's really hardly ever effective. Before we talk a bit about science and what these studies actually show, let's first quickly go over a very basic principle of metabolism that can help explain why exercise will never be as effective as modifying our diet. Let's do it. When we look at our metabolism, which is simply the total amount of calories that we burn during a 24-hour period, we have a few components to consider here. First, there's our basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories that we burn just by being alive. So even if we were to stay in bed all day, we'd still be burning this amount of calories, which makes up the vast majority of what we burn. About 70% of our metabolism is this basal metabolic rate number. You can think of your car, for example, and that's a good analogy here. Think of a time that you were just sitting in your driveway inside your car and your car is on, okay? So you were waiting for someone, like I wait for my kids every morning. Your car is still using up energy, even though it's not moving. It's still using up some gas, right? So the same thing happens in our body. Even when we're not moving, even if we were sleeping all day long, we would still burn this basal metabolic rate, this number of calories that's set pretty much, and we would be burning that no matter what. That's about 70 to 80% of what we burn in a whole day comes from that number. The only difference is that in our body, that basal rate uses up the majority of the energies we burn overall. So that's a little bit of a difference between uh, your car not using up as much gas as it does when it's actually going, when it's resting, when it's stopping, right? When it's just sitting there. The second part of our metabolism is something called the thermic effect of food. This is how much energy is used up to digest, absorb, transport, and store the food that we eat. These two numbers, the basal metabolic rate and the digestion of food, make up about 80 to 85% of what we burn in a day, which leaves about 20% of the calories we burn to come from exercise and movement. So generally speaking, There's not a whole lot we can do about the 80%. The bulk of our metabolic rate is predetermined. And while the numbers could vary slightly with conditions like hypothyroidism or better hormonal balance can help with metabolism slightly, or when we change what we eat, because for example, if we eat a much higher protein diet than we currently do, if someone's eating mostly carbohydrates or other macros and they shift that balance, they go to eating more protein, that can ever so slightly increase metabolism because the body actually has to work a little bit harder to break down protein than it does anything else. So we'll burn a little bit more energy. We'll use up a little bit more energy in that process. But for the most part, the metabolic rate doesn't vary a whole lot since it's determined by our age, sex, and other genetic factors that we're mostly born with, right? So for the most part, people don't change those things and we can't really control our age or our genetics too, too, too much. So that means that what we're left with is the ability to modify only the 20% number, which is attributed to the activity and 
Oftentimes, what we see is that it's just not enough to move the needle because it's such a small percentage in the grand scheme of things. Think about it this way. Let's assume that you're looking to save some money. And this is another analogy that I think helps to illustrate this pretty well. So you're realizing that you're spending a lot of money, you're going into debt, and you need to find a place to cut back. Relying on exercise for weight loss is very much like cutting back a few lattes a week and hoping it will make enough of a difference to get you out of debt. The reason it would likely not work is obvious. A $5 latte, even though it's definitely overpriced, is probably a drop in the bucket as far as your other bigger expenses. So it's not really making a significant enough change to give you results. The same is true here, since calories that we burn from activity only make up the 20% of our metabolism, we're limited in how much of a difference we can make. Does that make sense? I hope so. On the flip side, when you think about the food that we take in, 100% of the amount of calories we take in comes from our food and our beverages. So of course it would be much more powerful much more impactful to change that number. Now that we've discussed metabolism, let's look closer at what's happening here with exercise. Why is it that women who add exercise often do not see enough weight loss as a result, or in worst cases, they actually gain weight when they're more active? I'm going to describe a few reasons that we see in studies and that I also see in my practice and from my experience, and I think really give a good explanation as to why this happens. Why is it that exercise is less effective than we often think it should be? The first thing is that, unfortunately, the type of exercise that most of us do, like brisk walking, light jogging, maybe Zumba or kickboxing or step classes, things along the light to moderate cardio side, just doesn't burn. They don't burn as many calories as we tend to think. The reality is that a two-mile brisk walk burns only about 150 to 200 calories, depending on, you know, how how fast you walk, how um, how much of an incline you walk on, or what your body size is. But for the most part, let's assume that something like that burns about 200 calories. So we may feel like we exerted ourselves, but we actually burnt less calories than we may think. And even our high-tech watches and devices can oftentimes overestimate the calories that we've spent working out. I once had a client who came in and she was showing me that on her Fitbit, it told her that she walked her dog for a very long walk. It was about an hour or an hour and a half walk that she burned about a thousand calories. That will never happen, guys. Even if she were running, um, lightly running, I should say, she probably wouldn't have burned that many calories. So certainly when you're walking your dog, unless your dog, dog is super active and is running all the time, you're probably not burning enough calories. You're not even building up, uh, building up enough of your heart rate to make the calorie burn be that high because I'm assuming that your dog's dog is stopping and that you're, you know, taking little breaks and things like that. So just be mindful that even the gym equipment and our fancy tech devices oftentimes will overestimate how many calories we've burned. 
To top this off, I do find that many, many women eat more when they move more. And this could be one of two things or maybe a little bit of both. It could be something that's intentional, so I'm doing it on purpose, or it could be more on the sub- subconscious side. It could be something that I'm not fully aware of, but is still happening. So when we're talking about intentionally eating more, someone could develop a reward mentality on the days that they're exercising. So when they exercise, they feel like they've earned a treat or they have some more leeway with their food since they've worked out. It's very, very common. If you've ever been at a gym or during a workout class and all you can think about is when this is over, when this is done, when I leave this place, I am getting a pizza or I'm going to go through Dunkin' Donuts and get a glazed donut because I freaking earned it. (laughs) Then you know what I'm talking about because this is the exact thought process that I'm talking about. And it may not be a pizza or a donut. It may be something a little bit healthier, but at the same time, The reward mentality and the fact that I think that I've earned it or I deserve it is more of what I'm talking about. Oftentimes, that leads us down a slippery slope as far as eating because we don't really realize first, like I just said, that we didn't really burn that many calories and that our treat, even though it could be a healthy treat, is likely going to be more calories than what I just burned. So this is really so very common. I see this in my local gym all the time. So women who drink smoothies and protein shakes that are likely giving them double the amount of calories they just burned because they have a protein powder, they have fruit, they have peanut butter and yogurt and another or another type of base that's caloric. So say you've worked out and you burn 300 calories, but you take in a protein shake that's around 500 calories you can pretty easily see how the math just doesn't work here. It doesn't work in favor of weight loss because the shake just erased all the calorie deficit from the workout. So these ladies are going to have a hard time seeing weight go down if that's their goal. Now, don't get me wrong. I've gotten those shakes in the past. And for me, I'm trying to keep my weight stable right now. I'm no longer trying to lose weight. So I feel okay. And I kind of calculate that, budget that into my day. So I do adjust my other meals if I were to have that kind of a protein shake. And it really also depends on how I feel, what kind of workout I had. So if someone's not looking at weight management as a goal and they just want to work out to stay well and weight loss is not a concern, there's actually nothing wrong with this here and there. But if someone has a pattern of working out, they're really working hard at weight loss and they're exercising and then they eat this smoothie, they drink the smoothie that they think is super healthy and helping them and really, you know, facilitating recovery and muscle building and all that good stuff that we hear about. At the end of the day, it's really contributing just too many calories and it's not serving that person. So I just wanted to give this example because it comes to mind. I see this all the time. It can happen and it can be puzzling to someone to to think about why is this smoothie or why is this protein shake the reason that, you know, I'm not losing weight even though I exercise. So I just wanted to mention that. In other situations, women may feel like they need to eat a little bit more since the exercise can increase appetite and sensation of hunger. So this would be more unintentional. This would be something that's more subconscious. And we see that women sometimes feel like, 
when they're physically active, they need more food to sustain their harder working body. So we increase portions a little bit or we add a couple snacks and that can slow the weight loss down just a little bit as well. So I'm not actively looking to reward myself like I did in the initial example that I gave you where you're just kind of having this reward mentality and really looking out for that indulgent food to reward yourself, to give yourself that one treat that you've earned, so to speak. Here, it's a little bit more subtle. Here, we're doing something that's based more on true hunger and our food choices and maybe even volume and portions that we eat. And over time, if we exercise and we gradually increase our portions because we need more energy and more food, we can simply accumulate too many calories. Now, one of the things that can happen here is that you're not actually changing your food choices. You're eating the same things. Maybe you're even eating at the same time, but you just adjusted your volume a little bit. You're eating just a little bit more chicken or you're eating just a little bit more oatmeal or you're adding another piece of fruit. So on the surface, when I talk to people who are frustrated with not losing weight when they exercise and I ask them, did you change anything about your food? The answer is no, and that's the correct answer. They're still eating the same stuff. They're just eating a little bit more of that. So if you're eating even another quarter cup of oatmeal and another couple ounces of chicken and maybe another fruit, that could be enough accumulation of extra calories where you're not seeing results, where your weight is staying the same, whereas before the same type of food produced a good weight loss for you. But because you're now exercising, you're slightly hungrier, you're eating slightly bigger portions, and now that deficit is erased and you're seeing a plateau. And by the way, next week I have a great episode coming up on how to manage weight loss plateaus, so make sure you subscribe so you can get notified when that episode is out. One additional thing that I want to mention here that may help explain why exercise doesn't really help with weight loss is that what we see in research is people who exercise often move less for the rest of the day. So that's another interesting reason that could play a role here. If I work out for 30 or 45 minutes, but then I sit around for the majority of the day, for most of my day, It's probably making it harder for me to lose weight than if I were to be more consistently moving my body all day long or most of the day rather than formally exercising. So we know that sitting is the new smoking. The more we sit around, the more our disease risk increases. And for a lot of people, even if they're not formally exercising, but they're actually sitting less and moving around more, that can help them reduce risk of disease. I'm not sure that it's gonna totally help with weight loss, but the point here is that if you're working out for 30 or 45 minutes and feeling like you did your thing for the day and you're done and you can just sit around, that's likely not benefiting you. So if you wanted to exercise for 30 minutes, but then have maybe five to 10 short bouts of movement throughout the rest of the day, that's going to be more beneficial than getting in 45 to 60 minutes in one time and then sitting around for the remainder of the day. So we looked at some of the basic concepts, some of the basic biological processes that happen that really show why exercise is not a great tool for weight loss. However, I do want to talk about how exercise can indirectly benefit you in the weight loss journey 
And that's something that is very important because it is effective. It is a tool. It is a strategy that you can use to reap some benefits from exercise, but not totally rely on it for calorie burning. One of the reasons that I personally exercise has nothing to do with calories. I do find that when people exercise and when I exercise, I know this to be true 100%, it does three very important things for me as far as my mindset. The first thing is that it gives me structure. So it gives me a very predictable sequence of events in my day. I try to exercise on the same days at the same time, and I always do the same type of activities before I go to work out. So I keep this sequential order of events, and that really helps me build confidence around my health and my habits. So I always exercise in the morning after I drop my kids off. I never make any pit stops or any other errands or anything like that before I work out. So I automatically go from my kids' school directly to the gym. I know that if I stop to get a coffee, if I stop to get a bottle of water, or if I go back home if I forgot something, that's it. My order is broken and my routine has now been disrupted. And oftentimes when these things have happened to me, like I had a few times where my son forgot something at home or a book to return to the library for school and I had to go back home and get it, it really does throw me off. So I use exercise to get me into a routine. I use it for consistency and I use it to build a habit. It's really very powerful. The next thing that I use exercise for is my mood. I really find that I function better after I exercise. It helps me focus. A lot of, if I may say so myself, my best ideas came to me when I'm working out and I really feel like I feel better. I feel like my mood is elevated and I can be more productive in my day after I work out. I was last week just thinking about one day skipping my workout because I had a lot of things to do and there's always a million reasons for me to not go to exercise. So every day when I wake up, believe me, I think about all the reasons why today I should skip my workout. But what I find is that when I do skip it and I've had days when I said, you know what, I really don't have time to go work out. I have too much work to do. I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna stay home or go to my office or I have too many clients to see today. I don't wanna spend an hour or an hour and a half on my workouts because by the time I shower and by the time I drive back, it does take up a good chunk of my day. But here's the thing. On the days that I skip it, I am way less productive. I feel way lower. I don't function as well. I can't concentrate. I tend to procrastinate more. I really do feel a difference in my body on the days that I don't work out. So every time I think about skipping a workout, this is the kind of stuff I think about. I think about how it's going to affect the rest of my day. I don't love it when I exercise. I'm not one of those people who enjoys a workout and enjoys a good sweat. I'm gonna be fully honest with you. That's just not me. But I do it for what it does to me. I do it for what it does for me and not for what it feels like. I don't do it for the enjoyment of it because again, I'm just not one of those people. Now, sure, I've taken workout classes or I've had workouts that have been more enjoyable than others. But at the end of the day, I always, always think about the end result and the benefit that I reap from the workout as far as my focus, my mood, my consistency, 
and my habits. When I'm consistent, when I'm doing the things that I said I'm going to do, if I said to myself last night that today I'm going to work out and I didn't do it, that makes me feel like I can't even keep my own word. That doesn't feel good to me. So I do it to build confidence in my ability to stick with what I promised myself because I think that is the foundation of self-care. You have to be able to care for yourself mentally and really feel like you can rely on yourself. You can be confident in your habits and make sure that what you say you're going to do, you're actually going to do. The last reason, so in addition to feeling consistent, building my habits and really feeling like it's helping me focus, I think that when I exercise, I sleep a lot better. Over the past few years, I did notice that I was developing some sleep issues, specifically with trouble falling asleep at night. And on the days that I would work out and when I was very consistent with exercising, my sleep hygiene, my sleep patterns became a lot better, a lot more structured, and I really was able to get into a routine with my sleep that helped me feel healthier overall. So the main three reasons that I do it is definitely sleep, my mental focus, and just for consistency, for staying in a pattern, for having a routine, and building those habits that are unbreakable. That's the kind of thing that feels good to me. I want to make sure that my habits are not just something that I do today and then I'm not even sure if I'm going to repeat it tomorrow or maybe next week and just being erratic about it. I want to be consistent. I want my healthy habits to not just be what I do, but who I am. I want these habits to represent who I am and really make sure that they're ingrained in me. They're not just something that I do sometimes and then not, and then maybe I go back to it, and then I'm in this on and off cycle. That's not the kind of mindset that serves me for living my best life. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Again, I want to make sure that you read the show notes, you understand that I'm all for exercise but not for weight loss, not as a tool for weight loss to replace healthy eating. That's never going to work. That's my main takeaway for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Come join me on Instagram and I will see you here again next week. Bye for now.